Welcome to the Beautiful Second Act Podcast. If you are in midlife or beyond, if you hunger for your most fulfilling life, if you are brave enough to dream big, to pray boldly, if you think age is just a number and does not define you, then this is the place for you. If you long for a deeper connection to self and spirit and are willing to answer your heart's calling, then this is the place for you. Hi, I'm Patty Beamer, and I believe deep inside all of us, there's an ache for something to light us up. We each have a calling that starts as a whisper and doesn't go away just because we get older. Join me on this journey during our most beautiful second act of life, where I will share with you stories from extraordinary humans who have fully stepped into this life in engaging and inspiring ways. I will also share with you my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. Listen, and I promise to bring you nuggets of joy, grace, awaken your spirit, and at times bring laughter to your world. I invite you to a place where we speak our highest truth, can be our most authentic selves, and are unapologetically real. Let's get started. Hey there, everybody. It's Patty. Welcome back to Beautiful Second Act. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that I was laughing at myself about on my walk today. Um, you know, I realized that I look kind of funny out there in my oversized uh, basketball shorts and my uh, weird tank tops that I'm always wearing and my baseball caps. And I'm walking down the highway and it's actually not a highway. It feels like it today. It certainly felt like a highway. Um, it's a two lane rural road, but um, there's become more and more traffic on it lately. And it's just out in the country and it's, it's a nice walk. And I walk past where there used to be a creek when there used to be water around here. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get more rain again here real soon. But um, I just realized that I, I, I am not who I once was and that's okay. And, you know, 20s, 30s, uh, actually even starting all the way back when I was in junior high school is when my love affair with exercise started. And um, over the course of decades going by, it has become less of a love affair. <laughs> and um, I've realized that I, the only thing that I really truly, truly enjoy about exercise is getting outside in nature. Everything else is just shit. <laughs> when I was a teen, um, an early teen, like it started when I was 13, I used to get up at about five. My school started at eight. I'd get up about five. I'd put on some um, exercise clothes. I would leave my house and jog down um, to the lake, which was about, oh, I was probably about a mile and a half to two miles each direction. And it would take me a while to get there and to get back. And then I would get home, take a shower, and then my dad would be leaving to go to the liquor store. We used to own a delicatessen liquor store years and years ago. It was called Ace High. And uh, he would have to go down to get ready to open the deli. So I, not wanting to catch the bus, wanted to go with my dad. And so I started doing that. I started getting up early, taking my run. I would just feel so alive coming home and having, you know, the blood having rushed through my body and my my skin had turned pink, even my, the legs and my upper thighs were bright red and it was kind of cool outside and it just, it felt invigorating and I loved it. But um, the best part was getting up early and then feeling like I had like a whole part of the day just to myself before I had to go to school. And then I would go help my dad get ready for uh, opening the deli. And then when the girls would, and uh, the guys would come in from uh, to operate the store, he would leave for a little bit and take me off to school. 
So that was that was when it all started because the whole reason for me doing that was because I joined the track team and I didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy it. And um, it kind of went from there. Moving forward, though, I did it because it was like I was so scared if I started to gain weight. Oh, my gosh. I, I had to, you know, it's what society does to specifically to women. I don't know. Guys get it, too. I mean, they have, you know, there's magazines, there's commercials, there's everybody's always talking about, you know, and, and showing pictures about, you know, what a perfect life is supposed to look like. And it always has these hunky and gorgeous people in it. So that's, you know, it was, it was drilled into my brain like it has been to everybody. But um, yeah, I, I, I wanted so much to stay a certain size and to stay looking a certain way that I just continued on with exercise even after I stopped uh, being part of the track team. Um, and well into high school, I would do all these workout routines. I had friends that were like three years older than me. So um, they were already out of high school and I was, you know, and they had their houses of their own. And I remember us all meeting up um, on weeknights, you know, a couple of nights a week to go to different girls' houses that we would uh, use the Jane Fonda workout tapes. How, how many of you remember Jane Fonda uh, VHS tapes? Oh my gosh, that woman must have made millions of dollars on that shit. I mean, exercise in the 80s. Remember the exercise clothes, you guys? I mean, come on with the, the stirrup, uh, like workout le leotards and uh, the leg warmers and all of that shit. I mean, what, what was that movie? Everybody remembers the movie with the girl that was dan the dancing movie, Flashdance. There you go. I mean, so exercise was a huge, like a phenomenon. It was, it was like a... Um, it was uh, very popular everywhere you looked, and specifically the clothes, right? Um, so much so that we were wearing leg warmers outside of our pants. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know who came up with that, but hey, they made a lot of money too. So it was a lot of fun growing up in the 80s. But by the time, um, you know, I was getting ready to, you know, I was married and I was having kids, you know, I was still so just fixated on exercise. Fast forward when we get life is busy and, you know, I stated, I realized later on in life that the reason why I probably stayed so thin after I had my kids is because I was running around constantly. I never slowed down to eat much. But um, I do remember I, I, I started running pretty um, regularly again in my mid-30s and then it kind of dropped off. So I kind of was going back and forth on this seesaw of these same, you know, 10 to 15 pounds, 10 to 15 pounds, back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, I think most women go through that, but I, I pretty much could always stay um, a certain size if I really tried. Lo and behold, here comes freaking menopause. I don't know about you guys. I know you go through some shit because um, I know that uh, I have a friend that is a physician that has talked to me about men and their hormones. And, you know, they, their asses start getting saggier and their bellies, their bellies start getting bigger poochy. And quite honestly, I think that's what happens with women, too, because I never had a middle before. I always had, right after even having kids, I never had a middle. And now I got a middle. You know, <laughs> the, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Gilbert called it a muffin top on uh, her book, Eat, Pray, Love. But the thing is, is it's like, holy shit. Um, I fight so hard now. And I, and I'm, you know, I, I could stand to lose 20 pounds for sure. And, um, 
I still wouldn't be down to where I was even in my 20s and 30s, but that was where I would feel com most comfortable to, to stay at is if I could lose a good 20 pounds. But my point with all of this talk about exercise is I don't have a love affair with it anymore. I think that I, I'm, I'm pretty damn exhausted, kind of like how my grandmother cooked her entire life. She had to cook the whole time that she was raising kids, and then she cooked for all of us as we were growing up. By the time we were all adults, she was like over it. She'd been cooking her whole freaking life. She wanted to cut some corners. Well, guess what? Now I've been exercising my whole life and I'm 53 now and I want to cut some corners. <laughs> so my favorite thing to do to be able to get in some, a little, you know, some good cardio, it's not high cardio, it's low impact, but I walk. I love to walk because it gets me outside, but also gets me out of my house where I get vitamin D and it gets me fresh air and it gets me time to myself. I love to go for my walks. But, you know, I think that we need to be able to let go of some of the, um, let go of some of the uh, stigma of what we're supposed to look like. I'm honest with you. I mean, I, I am in no way, shape or form obese, but I'm thicker than I ever have been. And I'm healthy though. That's the key thing. The thing that I'm most interested in my life right now is not so much that I look amazing because I don't. <laughs> I used to look really great. But back then I probably thought I looked terrible. And that's the thing. That's what hindsight is, is, you know, you're like, gosh, I wish that I was as thin as I was a long time ago when I thought I was fat. <laughs> but you have to let certain things go with age and you have to be able to give yourself that grace to accept it because otherwise we're, we're fighting a losing battle, you guys. We're going to change. Our bodies are going to change. Our faces are going to change. Our hair is going to change. And that's okay. I'm tired of the stress and the trying to keep up with it. I will always try and be healthy. I will always try and eat well. I will always try and get some form of exercise in. But all my blood work, you guys, points to the fact that I'm an extremely healthy person. Um, I went through a bout last summer in 2020, um, a scary bout of uh, something that attacked my thyroid. It was some sort of a virus. Hey, maybe it was COVID. Who the hell knows? I never got tested for it. But... Um, I, for about six weeks, I was down for the count, very weak, very, um, I, I did a whole podcast on this and what it, it was part of my um, reason for making a huge shift in my life is that it scared the living hell out of me. Your thyroid is, um, is such a huge contributor to your health, you guys, because it affects all your other hormones as well. And when one thing goes out of whack, all, all your other hormones can go out of whack. So things started going really bad with me for a while. And then all of a sudden, they slowly but surely started coming back around to their normal limits. And I started feeling better. But for a good six weeks, things were pretty hairy. And I realized I want to always feel good. That's, what I, that's how I gauge my health. Is when I wake up in the morning, how do I feel? If things don't hurt, and if I am in a good mood, and if my body feels good, that's a great day. That's a great day. So um, it doesn't really matter if the jeans are a little bit tight or if, or if maybe I have more gray hair now than I did before um, or if I have more wrinkles than I did before. Gravity is a bitch. I was talking about that in my, in my walk. I did, a, I did a video while I was walking because it just struck me as hilarious because um, <laughs> things are sagging more. It's, it's, gravity is pulling things down faster than I can pull them up with exercise. But the bottom line is, you guys, is I am happy. I am okay with me. 
Um, my husband still loves me. That's all that matters. So I'm going to continue on doing what I do to stay healthy, to stay active. But you know what? Sooner or later, things on our bodies are going to change. Anyway, uh, I just I just think that it's hilarious that the, the, the things that we do to ourselves emotionally um, about what, about all surrounding the way that we look. We have to be able to grow older with grace. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if you want to put some color in your hair, do it. Because like Dolly Parton says, if you want, if you want to snip, tuck, uh, pluck or suck things out of your body, then go ahead and do it if it makes you happy. But for me, I don't like the maintenance of having to constantly worry about what do I have to do next? What do I have to do to look a certain way? I would rather feel happy. I wouldn't, I don't want the, the pressure, constant fighting for the time. Even if I have time to exercise, I would much rather go for a long walk or some sort of a hike than go, uh, and do, you know, an hour worth of cardio in front of a TV screen, watching somebody, um, a group setting is much better. If you can go to a, some sort of a community place where you can swim or you can exercise with friends and get some sort of social aspect out of it, then that's fun. But standing in front of a video screen, not so much for me. Um, unless I'm doing yoga where I'm really basically meditating while I'm exercising, that's a completely different form of exercise. And I, I do enjoy that. But I don't want to do all that other crap, you guys. I just really don't. I burned myself out. And just like grandma, I'm cutting some corners now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, somebody, I was listening to a podcast today, and somebody was talking about products and things that make you look younger. And to be honest with you, yes, I'm vain, and, I'm, and I want to look my best. But I'm not willing to spend $200 on a bottle of cream when I can just go to a drugstore and find something that makes my skin healthy. It doesn't necessarily have to tell me it's going to take, take all of my wrinkles away. But because they're not, by the way, I don't care what you have or what you use. There are products on the market like Plexiderm that work great for a while. But then what happens is they either wash off or wear off and you're stuck with the wrinkles you really have. So embrace who you are, be true to yourself. And, um, yeah, you know, if you have a special occasion coming up and you want to look your best, like I had purchased some contact lenses because I don't have to, I don't like to have to always wear my glasses. You know, I do, I have my vanity, um, but I'm not going to kill myself anymore for society. I will look as good as I can possibly look for myself to make me feel good about going out of the house. But if, um, if people don't like the fact that some days I just throw on a ball cap and don't wear any makeup and I go to the grocery store like that, I'm not going to bend over backwards to do myself up um, or, you know, try and impress somebody just to go out of the house. Those days are way long past, you guys, and I'm just so happy that they are. <laughs> so what do you guys do that uh, you have changed in your exercise routine as you've gotten older. The thing that I've noticed is when I was running a lot, um, I did really well for a really long time until I pulled something. And once I pulled a muscle, it was actually my hip flexor. I don't know how that happened. It must have been too tight. But it pulled all the way around and it hurt into my low back. It was um, from the, the front part of my hip and this burning sensation wrapped around to my uh, the top part of my butt and my low back. It was just awful and it lasted for weeks. I pretty much stopped running at that point till it healed. And then after that, I asked myself, why the hell am I doing this anyway? 
I mean, I, I enjoyed it for a while because it was invigorating. But, um, and some people talk about the runner's high, and maybe that is really a thing. Because for me, I was just doing, I just enjoy being outdoors. And I can do that just as well on a brisk walk. And I do raise my heart rate, and I huff and puff when I walk. But the impact on my joints, I have my, my right knee has always been a little hinky. I've had um, water on the knee. I don't, there's probably a technical term for that where it blows up like a softball. I've had that happen to me twice. And I guess they call it blowing a bursa or burst sack. I don't know. I don't, I'm probably saying it completely wrong. I just remember that it hurt like hell. And it hurt even worse when they, at the doctor's office, they drew water off of my knee with this huge syringe just for it to be blown up again the very next day. It was not even worth the doctor's appointment. But my point with this is, um, you know, as we get older, we have to rethink the way that we exercise. I found a video the other day that I posted to the Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. You guys should join that, by the way, because it's a really cool place for all of us to socialize and people from midlife and older to uh, share inspirational stories, to uh, chat with each other and to just up, be uplifting um, in this second half of life. But this 90-something-year-old woman who had this body that was just amazing. She was an Asian gal, and she looked incredible. She was doing some of these moves that I certainly can't do, but she said she started the exercising in her 50s, and now she's in her 90s. I thought, well, holy shit, maybe I am doing something wrong. But um, I think the flexibility part for me is the most important is I notice that if I don't move my body enough, like if I'm sitting at my desk doing things like this podcast or writing my books, if I sit too long, it's harder on me. So I know that by moving your body naturally, you lubricate your joints. And if you don't move it, you lose it. And that's the honest truth, you guys. Even those stinking arthritis commercials, they talk about, you know, the more you move, the better you are. And so they want to sell you all these drugs to help you move. I'm thinking just move even if you're in pain, get up and move every day. And eventually your body, it releases enough um, natural substances into lubricating the joints if you have, um, if you're not deficient of stuff. But, you know, you might want to talk to a naturopathic doctor um, about what you can do for your joints. Dr. Uh, Madison Fandel, she's been on the podcast before. She'll be coming on again here real soon. Um, has some great uh, treatments that she does to use your own body to um, to help with uh, problems with joint issues. So we'll talk about that again. She has, does a PRP treatment. You can look her up at drmadisonfandel.com. Anyway, um, I, I got to tell you, that's that to me is moving and just keeping my body mobile that is all that I really care about. And, you know, of course I want to have a healthy weight because I don't want, I don't want there to be anything taxing on my organs. Um, but I do, you know, I do think that walking is a huge way, swimming, walking, swimming, low impact exercises in the second half of life can be very therapeutic, can be very helpful. And you don't necessarily have to be this, you know, marathon runner. I know that Weight uh, training is supposed to be good for our bones, but I mean, we're talking like two to five pounds here and there, you guys. I don't think that it's necessary. I mean, I, there's probably doctors out there that might dispute this, but I am certainly not a doctor, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't need to join a gym. I'm not going to join a gym. It might be for you, but for me, um, I think joining a gym, the biggest part of that is the social aspect. Social aspect uh, and, and connecting with community 
that is probably the biggest reason to go to a gym. But you can you can exercise completely on your own without having the, the expense of going to a gym. Anyhow, it's just my thoughts. All this talk about exercise, you guys. So that was on my mind today since I was on my walk. I just was cracking myself up. I'm never going to be um, a fitness junkie. Um, I used to do it and I realized I was doing it all for all the wrong reasons. And when I started becoming really brutally honest with myself, it's like my girlfriend and I were talking the other morning. She's like, yeah, I just don't really like to sweat. (laughs) And for me, you know, I don't mind the sweating part so long as I'm outside and there's a good breeze. It's the, you know, if it's hot as hell and you're sweating, yeah, not so much. That's why I like to go for my walks in the morning. <laughs> so, yeah, as I get older, I'm more brutally honest with myself. I'm more, um, I'm more gentle with myself. I, I don't beat myself up if I do something that's not necessarily what I would have normally done years ago. Um, and that is, you know, if I skip a day or two without taking a walk or without doing my exercise, I don't beat myself up for it. But I do try to get in a good walk at least four or five times a week, sometimes up to six times a week. But um, four or five times a week is good if they're good long walks and I actually raise my heart rate and, you know, break a little bit of a sweat. But um, I definitely, I haven't been doing any running for a couple of years now and that's okay with me. There's nobody chasing me. (laughs) Ah, such a rant, such a rant. I used this episode today, you guys, just for that particular reason is to have a rant because I really think that we have to embrace wholeheartedly who we are. We have to love exactly who we are. And, um, and if you are a gym rat, if you love, uh, if you're a gym junkie and you like to do that, then I apologize. Hopefully this doesn't make you feel bad, but good for you. For me, I just realized that I'm done trying to look a certain way for society. I want to be me. I want to do things for me, for my family, but I don't have to impress anybody. I'm over the whole trying to fit into society. All right, you guys, that's about it for me today. I hope that you're having a fabulous day. I hope you do get outside and get a good walk in. Um, Later on uh, this month, we will have Dr. Madison Fandel back on the podcast. And we also have um, another really interesting gal who's done some very serious traveling recently. Um, so we're going to have a little talk with her about uh, where all she's been and um, what countries she's visited and where she plans to go next. All right, you guys have a fantastic week. And don't forget to um, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you guys listen to your shows. Please make sure you share out and tell your friends about Beautiful Second Act so that uh, they can join the party as well. And um, don't forget, you can join the Facebook group, Beautiful Second Act. And and I'll also put the links in the show notes for that. If you did not know that I wrote a book, it's called After the Fire. It was written about the 2015 Valley Fire. And I'll leave links on how you can pick that up in the show notes as well. All right. Enough talking for me today. I'm going to go and do some terrible things that I hate to do, which is called clean the house. (laughs) But I'm going to have to do some of that. And um, I'll be talking to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye now.